Take a deep breath, take the higher road That's what they always say, as if they know the way They won't take it from me But don't ever doubt yourself, it's life ain't just a dream You make your own, so kick and scream The people will like with a never-ending force You never had the chance, so what you waiting for? The day has come, my friend, cause this is war So this past week, I had a couple of posts that went viral and another nurse that I met on Instagram, no jab nurse about a year ago is here to join me uh, discussing her viral post that she had this weekend or this past week. And it is Jamie Lynn, who is also known as no jab nurse. Welcome, Jamie. Uh, you know, we never thought we would be in this space of like social media influencers, did we? <laughs> Not for one second. <laughs> no. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you and how you became so wildly popular? Well, wow. Um, thanks for that, because I don't think I've ever been popular in my life. So that was <laughs> nice to hear. <laughs> but, you know, um, I've been a nurse for almost 20 years and I've really enjoyed every second of it. And then of course, you know, COVID hit and kind of threw our entire industry into complete chaos. Um, and it was really an awakening experience for me because all of a sudden I'm realizing that everything that I've dedicated my life to is not what I thought that it was. Yeah. And so God kind of tore my entire life down and now, you know, he's been building it up ever since then. Um, and so I actually started on Instagram um, and I really got into it because I found that it was an avenue for me to not just reach people that were experiencing the same things that I was. Um, but you know how life is as a nurse. It's yeah amplified on social media. So when people find out that you're a nurse, they start just telling you all kinds of personal right. information. <laughs> That's right. And so people, you know, started reaching out to me. And so I started having these real conversations with everyday Americans. Mm -hmm. And I came to find out that there are so many people that we have the same goals, we have the same concerns, we have the same belief systems. Um, and there's this disconnect that's going on inside our own country. And there's so much division, even though there's actually so much unity. But mm -hmm. there are these people out there, they're pulling these strings that are trying to make everybody fight with everybody. And so my whole social media experience just kind of blew up because I just, I was being real and I was posting things that was right. happening and talking about them. And I don't know, some people like it. Some people really hate me. I'm sure I have a lot of trolls. I don't know. I enjoy it though. It's fun for me. <laughs> well, I appreciate the courage that you've demonstrated in speaking up as a nurse because so many nurses were forced into silence and compliance. They, yeah. they were threatened and say, if you speak and about anything against the narrative, we're going to remove your license. You're going to be dealt with. 
essentially. Right. Yeah. And, yep. and, and for women like you and I that laugh at that really, truly, I mean, you know, it's not that we have a lot of money and we had a huge bank account. I mean, we're both single women, single yep. mothers, you know, yep. and, but what we saw happening was against every single ethical principle that we took an oath to stand, not to mention the way in which we, the world that we see our children living in, you know, that's the scary part. Yeah, that it is the scary part. And so we're going to talk about some things that are happening in the news. Um, We do want to discuss Israel because here's another thing that I found out guys. The ones that are speaking out primarily that you see that have these followings in in your hearing, they all have courage. And what is courage? Courage is choosing faith over fear, essentially is what it is. You have fear standing you in the face and you are saying, no, I'm still not going along with it. And for most of us, it's our belief in God and the Holy Spirit guiding us to walk in his will and not your own, you know, and, and just to trust in him essentially is to trust in the truth. Jesus is the truth, the life and the way. And, and we need to remember that that's, that's also why it's important to know scripture, right. To get closer to him. So yeah, Jamie, let's start off with my post. Um, my post. I received uh, a message from someone and he said, excellent point you make about people claiming to be forced to take the jab. I am a massage therapist and educator. My field is 75% liberal minded. I felt the pressures hard from leadership organizations and regular therapists clamoring. I should be a better example and just take the jab. Despite the pressures, I have never taken the jab. Love to say that. No regrets. And I took a screenshot of that and I posted it with my commentary on the top that said, unless you were tied down and shot up against your will, you weren't forced you were coerced and you complied. And then in the description, I say words matter. Take a look at my last few posts to see what I'm up to now. Oh, that's because I'm talking about the truth movement, right? This is a private community that I have created to bring together women of faith to increase their confidence so they have the courage to walk in their calling in a community. I'm so tired of you know, just really interacting on social media. I I wanted something more intimate and say, okay, yes, guys, I hear you. I hear your struggles. We've all had the same struggles. Now let's gather together in a community and, and encourage, empower, uplift and heal from all of this and make a difference in your own community. So I'm wanting to equip women to do that. And so if you are interested, it ends today and, um, it's only open to the founding members until today it ends tonight at midnight. And it's Jody O'Malley, rn.com 
forward slash truth, or you can just go to jodyomalliarn.com and check it out and see what that's about. It is um, a monthly membership and we are hosting Dr. Artis as our first expert, then Dr. McCullough, there will be weekly audio teachings and, and I'm just bringing in all sorts of people, even people like Jamie, Jamie's going to come into the group and speak to the group about courage. And so this is where I'm really collecting my network together to, um, encourage and inspire. And so, yes. Um, so having said that, Jamie, what were your thoughts when you first saw this post? Because I certainly got a variety of responses. Oh, I'm sure you did because <laughs> It, living in the generation that we live in, we all know that people aren't the biggest fans of truth. Mm -hmm. They really like truth wrapped in bacon so that it's more palatable to them. Um, so when I first read it, I was like, whoo, dang, girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> you are not holding back anything. And you're not wrong because that is just the blunt truth of the matter. If you were not tied down and if you were not forced to take the shot, if they were not stabbing you in the arm with the shot, mm -hmm. then you were compliant. And yeah. it hurts because I have a lot of friends that say that they were, you know, forced to take the jab. And it's just not true because you could have quit your job. There are so many other options out there. And as two nurses that refuse to back down and refuse to bow down to the powers that be, because we knew that it wasn't right. Right. Um, you know, it can be a little offensive on our side too, because mm -hmm. We said no, and we dealt with the repercussions. We lost jobs. We lost friends. We lost family members right. for the refusal. Um, people come up against, you know, my license and my experience and all of these other things because I refuse to take it. Well, who are you? Why are you better than anybody else? Don't you care about your grandma? Isn't she more important than, right. you know, your will? Because that's what they bring it down to. Yeah. It just we're unwilling to, mm -hmm. you know, do the greater good or whatever. But I think the people that are going to see the truth have already seen it. I'm not sure how many people are left out there that haven't seen the lie for the lie. Yeah. I don't want to sound like hopeless by any means, but it feels very much like Noah's art. Like the people that are going to be, you know, in the ark or in the ark, <laughs> and the people that are still going to believe the lie, mm -hmm. they're, they're still out there, you know, marrying, partying, like doing what they want to do, and then going to the doctors and getting jabbed with poison. Yeah. And so, you know, I had somebody get, you know, say, look it up in a legal definition. And they said, when you are coerced, it is uh, a form of being forced. And I get that. I do get that. What I am trying to say, because words do matter when people are taking the out and saying, oh, my job forced me to do it. So I had to do it to feed my family. 
Don't think for one second I'm not empathetic of that. I am very empathetic of it. I understand. I am a single mom. I did not want to lose my my six-figure government job. Like I, there was so many things I didn't want to lose. And so, but that's the thing is like when people keep saying, oh yeah, yeah, I was forced too. Yep, I was forced. Yep, I tried to get it, but I was forced. Here's Here's my question to you. Number one, did you want to take it? If that answer is no, then you got to think about it for a second, because why did you take it? Number two, did you have something in your spirit saying, don't do it, but you did it anyway, because you had to feed your family. You see where I'm coming from, Jamie? That's, that's where my whole, you know, reason for posting this is because you you can't stop stop saying you were forced because when i hear forced yeah exactly physically tied down yeah no i mean your point of view makes total sense and you're absolutely right because words are very important especially in this day and age mm-hmm. um and i'm not sure how many people like how how intelligent are we when we use our words because now we have like text messaging. We can't even spell things correctly anymore. Right. So we just we just go around saying, you know, all kinds of crazy yeah. uh, information that may or may not be true. I agree with you, though. I mean, unless, you know, they they were absolutely tied down and a needle shoved in their arm. I, I don't believe that for a second. I think it's an excuse. I think it maybe there's a little bit of regret there. And so it's an easier way of them like nullifying the situation almost like, Oh, well Mm -hmm. I was forced to do it. You know, they forced me to get it. Did they? Right. Right. Did they now I did receive some comments from, from um, wives and mothers that say that their husbands that were in the military were put into the military prison for six months or more and physically tied down to, to take it. Shut up. I had, I actually had a conversation with somebody off of social media because I'm encouraging them to come forward. Hopefully he will, but it was a 19 year old. And and we also have to understand age too, right? So if you have these new military members that are young, 18, 19, 20 years old, and they're coming into the military, they don't really know their rights to begin with, right? right. They don't, they don't, most of them don't have the courage established to actually stand up. And so some of them did stand up and they're, uh, commanders were, you know, they, they had to go, their basic training lasted, they said three times longer than it normally should have trying to get our military to comply. And uh, she said uh, all of them, except two that took the shot all got like deathly ill. And so I'm hoping there's a lawsuit in there somewhere because that is horrific. Now that is being forced against your will to do it. But when you roll up your sleeve to protect your paycheck, that's something different in my opinion. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that you bring that up too, because now that I'm remembering, um, I have a friend who works at our local school and her daughter was 
going in for um like boot camp what's like the initial what is that mm -hmm. called boot camp yeah well whatever that is like their initial boot camp or whatever it is um and so they kind of sequester these new uh, recruits for however long, like an eight week boot camp, whatever. So really tough training. And then at the end, that's when their family is allowed, you know, after two yes, months when they graduate, their family, mm -hmm. then they're allowed to see their family, their families are allowed on base and all of this stuff. So these kids, these are the ones that the military officials are like, well, if you haven't gotten the jab up until yeah. this point, then your families are not allowed on base mm -hmm. and you're not allowed to see your families. Mm -hmm. And basically, like, we're going to go ahead and transfer you to Timbuktu and you're going to be over there for two years and you're still not going to see your family. Yep. So there I mean, there was some coercion, you know, if you want to look at coercion in that direction. Yeah. Um, it, to that situation. But um. I, I think there's a pretty definitive line between reality of being forced to mm -hmm. do something mm -hmm. and choice, right? right? Right. Because you're really choosing your job over the potential effects or whatever it is by getting the jab. Yes. And I and think I that's the difference you were trying to make. And, and there is, yeah, like there's a vaccine injured woman that I know her, two of her kids were in the military. It was same story. He was graduating for boot camp. She said that, and she's a nurse. She did not want to take it, but she took it so she could see her son graduate from boot camp and she's injured, uh, yeah. you know? And, and so, and then it's hor horrific. I know a few of them are, that are like that. And, and again, my heart bleeds for them. Like I understand, you know, it's just, you know, I think this is a good transition too, is also let's talk about faith and talk about hearing that still small voice, because yeah. I'd like to think, well, I know, I know what I would have done if they told me that I needed to take that job to stay in my job, even forget about all the corruption that I exposed. Let's just say that they changed or whatever, but I wouldn't have done it. There's no right. way I would have done it. And I wasn't looking at it like it was the mark of the beast or anything like that. I was looking at it that this is the precursor for the mark of the beast to come in. And we're really getting a bird's eye view of how many people will comply and take that the mark you yes. know, in order to buy, sell or trade, right? Like they're going to yeah. cut off your family's head in front of you. Like, are you, are you going to take it or not? Right. I think you're so much further along in that than, than I was during the time because I, my mind never went there. Like I, mm. I was not seeing all of the corruption and the correlations yet. Um, but when you talk about a still small voice, that's exactly what it was for me. God placed something specific in my spirit that just said, no, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can't tell you why I don't know, because um, prior to having my daughter, I was one of those nurses that was totally brainwashed. Like you do what the doctor tells you and yep. you take as many vaccinations as you, he tells you to do. And, you know, all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um but then it's just kind of a revelatory process, you know, between you and God. But you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. You have to engage with God. You've got to build that relationship. 
um, the Bible says that my sheep will know my voice. And so even if he doesn't come to you in a whirlwind and knock you upside the head, which I enjoy that kind of response the most, (laughs) then I know that I know that I know, (laughs) you know, like the, the, the burning bush outside your door. (laughs) I would take that every day of the week. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No, I agree with you. Well, let's talk a little bit about your viral recording that also, you know, is about courage. And so we're going to cue it up. Uh, Jamie is going to talk about what you're actually seeing here. I'll I'll share a a few seconds of it and then we'll stop it. But I just need you to hear this. I guarantee if you look under his robe, he has red shoes on. I'm mortified watching this. I mean, it it's physically painful for me to yeah. watch this happen. And I think everyone, I think the parents, I don't know like what kind of dynamic this is, but I think they're a little bit in shock, right? Because like you have this public decorum that you're expected to maintain during a mm-hmm. situation like that. And you have this priest who you you probably trust, you know, you're going to church there. Um, you have some level of expectation. You've seen this done before. And so then to see him step up and abuse this child is horrifying even this lady in the back she's got to work at the church she's like pulling on the priest's arms like okay that's enough yep you know mm-hmm. i just i and i've gotten so many comments and people are like what took this guy so long that's crazy and i'm like listen there is so much cognitive c- cognitive dissonance in the world right now that we're experiencing yeah it's It's not surprising to me that it took his brain a couple of seconds to register, you know, what was taking place. Right. Yeah. I didn't hear if you teed it up because I was hearing the baby cry. What were you? Did you tell the listeners what they were seeing? Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, I think it was a baptism. Looks like it was a baptism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I've seen this kind of thing before. I have not seen this a priest do this before but there was one instance now this happened in a different country so i don't know if it's like a cultural difference or what because the parents were like oh this is totally normal but it was a much smaller baby it was like an infant infant um to where he took the baby he actually dunked the baby in the water and was kind of shaking the baby mm-hmm. <laughs> so but the the parents in that situation acted like it was totally normal totally so normal. yeah I, i've seen that but this is a totally different story. Well, I mean, it is. So you have the mom that's holding the baby and the dad is yes. standing next to her. The priest is doing his blessing. The baby is screaming, right? Which yeah. that's normal. You know, most, but you know, the baby's what? Probably six months old, maybe five months yeah. old, maybe three months, three to six months old. And the priest actually slaps the baby. Yes. 
And yes. you see the the father kind of look, but the mother is just standing there. But then he has his hand underneath the child's jaw. Yes. And he's like kind of shaking it. The dad kind of smiles why he's doing that. But then the slap comes. And, and then the priest takes the baby into his chest and is holding him there forcefully as the child is moving his arms, trying to get away. Smothering the child. Yes. Oh, it's horrifying. But you know, there, there have been a lot of comments that, you know, the man moved too slow and yada, yada. But I'm like, listen, I am super proud of this man Mm -hmm. for stepping up and doing his duty because that is the man's that is his job yes he is the protector of family and um i was so proud of him for like waking up and reaching in and grabbing that child um of course i'm a different kind of mom so i'm more independent and i've i've raised my daughter alone Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think i probably would (laughs) have stepped in a little bit faster and done something yes but i think given in that situation you know again with this um just almost like pavlov's dog you know you're Mm -hmm. you're taught your whole life to walk in a line at school and not say anything and it's a yes sir and a no ma'am and you know so you're taught all of these submissive traits that when you're caught in a situation like that i i think it would take your brain a minute to catch up and realize this is actually happening. Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's a priest. And I have heard so many stories of nuns knowing and even nuns abusing, but the clergy knowing that something was happening that was bad in the church. And they said, well, the Catholic church does so, so much good. So we're going to let this one go. And it's wild to me to think that, that, that is, that is appropriate. You know, it's like, how are you not protecting your flock? Right. You're saying, Oh, we do so much good. So we can't tarnish our bad reputation. Don't get me started on <laughs> the Catholic church, Jody. <laughs> hey, I'm there done. Is, okay. I'm done. There is it. so much to that. You know, I've heard many times over that in the book of revelation, that the whore that rides the beast that's the Catholic church. Well, so you know what? I, let's let's hold off on there. I will go to break. When we come back from break, let's pick up on that because I do believe that where we're at right now is prophetic. It is end time prophecy. And there is all of the, the war that's going on with Israel. And I know I've talked about it on a couple of shows, but Israel is near and dear to my heart. And, um, and so... Before we go to break, guys, I want to talk to you about ASEA. You have heard me speak about this product, about the the redox gel that has just been so amazing at reducing pain in chronic patients or chronic people that have chronic pain patients. <laughs> um, I know several people that deal with arthritis and and they're using it, but I have not highlighted the 
skincare system that I've been using. I have been using it now for two months. And recently I have received a lot of compliments about my skin that it's glowing. And so that's what I have done different is ASEA. And I use their skincare line. I actually take the, the, the water that we have and the redox supplement. And I put that in a spray bottle and I spray that on my face and as well as the entire line of the skincare. So I have just noticed that I, my, my complexion is more evened out and not as red. And, um, so give that a try, check it out. You can go to America shop and, as always, all of our America Out Loud listeners receive the exclusive discount not found anywhere else. And so AmericaOutloud.shop to see and we will be right back. It's time in this The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop, look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement, and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Changing the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. All right, guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining us on Nurses Out Loud. Remember, we are here five days a week, Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern time with an encore at 11 p.m. And all of our shows go to podcast. 
We are going to be starting a new format next week, which I am super excited about. We Mondays are going to be our Q&A. And so we're taking in all of your questions and the nurses are gathering together to answer them. So make sure that you are sending your questions or comments to us at nurses at americaoutloud.com. And we look forward to talking about that on air with you. That is going to be every Monday we are doing that. So I'm excited for that. I I love interacting with you guys. Even when I go out and I give um, speeches and stuff, I always open it up for a Q&A if there's time because um, I love it. <laughs> so, all right, Jamie. Yeah, Catholic Church. I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my experience and then I'll let you roll with it. I was raised in a spirit-filled um, Pentecostal church. And so I did not have to go to, well, I was forced to go, well, not forced. <laughs> I, I had to comply to go to Catholic school in seventh grade because I was kicked out of the two public schools in the neighborhood for fighting. So my parents had to pay for me to go. And I remember going to church and after like maybe the second or third week talking to God while I was in there and saying, Lord, I'm sorry, but I don't really feel you here. All we're doing is the same thing over and over. Stand, sit, kneel, pray. There's no interaction with the congregation. It's just very robotic. And I remember asking him for forgiveness and telling him, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't feel you here. And that's why I'm not paying attention as a 13-year-old. That's amazing. I feel like you were strong from the very beginning. Like the person that God created you, you're just like coming into who she is. Right. Uh, Yes. And I, I think for a lot of people, maybe they, they have the same, right? If you're called for a purpose, that's also a good comment to, to make to people is to like, life can beat us down. You know, life can really beat us down and we forget the person that we were. And so I hope sharing, you know, you hearing me share my experiences and Jamie with hers will encourage you to go back and, and see what kind of grit did you have? You know, did you lose it? You know, did you just get worn down with monotony and routine and, and forget who you were, who God called you to be? So be thinking about that as you, as you listen to our show today. I love that. And this is such a God thing to do this show today because my life has just been kind of haywire for the past few weeks, especially. Um, And God, he made me buy this book months and months and months ago and I have not picked it up and then all of a sudden I'm going through this stuff and God's like go back to that book so go back to that book and that book is exactly what I need for exactly what I'm going through right now it's called um uh how to slay your giants in how to slay the giants in your life um and it's got this one part that um is a Mark Twain quote and Mark Twain says that courage isn't the absence of fear but the mastery of it. Mm, And I thought that mm. was really profound. I like that. Uh, But it, it talks about, you know, the enemy using fear and discouragement and all of these things to fight against you as a child of God. Yeah. Um, Man, it's just really good stuff. 
Oh, I like that. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like, you still have fear. I mean, it's a, it's a human response, but are you going to walk in fear and cower down to it? Or are you going to rise above it and trust in God to lead you? And so did you want to talk about the Catholic church? Yeah, I will talk about the Catholic church all day, every day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Were you raised Catholic? No, I wasn't. So I was raised very similarly to you. Um, We grew up in a very legalistic Pentecostal apostolic background. Um, You know, it was like, you can't cut your hair. You can't wear makeup. Oh, I didn't grow up like that. I uh, You didn't? No, 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 no. It was, I mean, our church was in the inner city next to a liquor store. Uh, my, my, <laughs> we would have, we would have, uh, homeless people, bums come in, prostitutes come in, sit in the back of the church, hang out. Sometimes the stench would be so great, but we would just ignore it and, uh, you know, obviously open it up. We were encouraged to wear dresses. Like my mom, you know, had us wear dresses and stuff. But when I got to be like 12 or 13, I'm like, I'm not wearing dresses and, Jesus doesn't tell tell me that I have to wear dresses and I'm not doing it. And so I just wouldn't do it. And my preacher never said anything. People never said anything to me, you know, um, but no, we, no, we didn't, we weren't raised like that. Yeah. Oh, I feel like we would have just been like kicked out of the church. Oh, you and we... I would have had a lot of fun together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I was very much uh, like a rule follower then and, you know, just kind of like submit and do what you're told and um but our church was very legalistic mm. and um so we you know what whatever they preached you better go home and you better do it or else you are bound for satan's hell uh, okay <laughs> was, yeah 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 <laughs> no so there's a lot of stuff that goes with that but the catholic church um I have heard it preached and taught for a very very long time that the woman who rides the beast in revelation is the catholic church because Mm -hmm. it talks about um how she is drunk from the cup of iniquity and how uh she has all of these children i think it says something like that um and how a lot of the religions are actually offshoots of the catholic church Mm. but the catholic church um was not always a christian religion yeah, it was actually a pagan religion that, in order to continue making money and in order to um, basically stay relevant, incorporated Christianity into the pagan religion because they began as. Uh, do you know who Nimrod is? I do. Yeah. Okay, so that is actually the beginning of Catholicism. And if you ever look at any pictures of Nimrod and his hat that he wears, it looks like um, the like the fish's head. Oh, yes. Uh huh. Split in the middle. Okay, I think only the Pope wears it, maybe. Okay. Um, Well, the Pope wears it. So Nimrod, his hat is the exact same hat that the Pope wears. Mm. Um, So there's all of these correlations that can be tied back through Catholicism to these these pagan religions that throughout the Bible, God, you know, keeps telling the children of Israel, 
don't partake of their sins. Don't bring their stuff in your house, you know, serve the Lord, your God. You know, I am the only living God there is. Right. Um, And so isn't it just like Satan to take religion and incorporate all of these other things into it so that you think that you're doing the right thing because, you know, he, he actually comes as light and not yeah. darkness, even though we know the difference. Yes. Yes. I think that's probably why there's so many pagan uh, rituals that appear to happen in the Catholic yes. church is because, you know, I, I remember even our, the priest in the, in, at the church, he didn't go up to the, the bar on the weekends and he would be p- playing the cherry master. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. He can drink. He gets drunk. He yeah. plays the cherry master at the bar, but he can't have sex with a, with a woman. Like he can't get married. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just odd. That seems a little controlling to me. Why can't he participate in these things, but not this? And so it just never made sense to me at all. And you know what I find interesting about the Catholic religion is that every single person that I continue to talk to, which was a lot of people, I still talk to people from uh, seventh grade, but not all the all the men. They, they didn't follow the religion, right? They didn't go to church, but when they got married, this is what, ha- what happens. I've even seen it in my own life. When they get married and they have a child, now they're like, oh, now I got to raise them the way that I was raised because that's the right thing to do. And I want them to have a sense of morality and this and that. And, and it's like, it's so wild because it should never have been about a religion, but a relationship. Right. And I think, yeah. And for me, you know, as a child, even when they did want to impose, like you're supposed to wear a dress and, and those types of things, I'm like, man, I talk to God, God don't care about that stuff. (laughs) And they're like, what Jody? And I'm like, it's my relationship with him. Why don't you worry about your relationship and I'll worry about my own. But, (laughs) but as far as like subscribing to this religion and all of that, like, I just, yeah, I can't do it. I don't even identify as Christian. Somebody's like, are you a Christian? I say, I'm a follower of Yeshua. I follow Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because of how Christians really came out and identified themselves well, you know what? Speaking of which, uh, let's close out this this show talking about um, the war in Israel. I mean, that it's been going on now for eleven days. We just had President Biden come um, there, which is like so wild to me that all of a sudden this man can form a thought. I mean, granted, I do. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of it's really cringy to listen to. But, you know, I mean, I do support Israel, but I also support like Hawaii. You know what I mean? Like where what are your thoughts on on all of this, Jamie? Well, I think you have to use discernment. It's absolutely vital in the world that we're living in right now. So ask yourself how the most elite military in the world just happens to allow all of these Hamas uh, military 
in through their, I mean, they have the Iron Dome, for yeah. gosh sakes. Like, this thing goes off if a cat walks by. Yeah. And you're going to tell me that they just walked up when military is always stationed at these places in the fence, but Hamas just walks up, cuts the fence and goes through. I mean, I, yeah, I, I do follow. Do you know who Amir Safari is? Yes, I think I do. Yeah, I follow him on Telegram. And so every day he has a couple hundred posts and and I, you know, I can. I mean. Okay, let, let's continue your point, because I I I don't think that's your whole point, but I get it. No, at first I was not at, all. at first I was like, how did this happen? But yet yes. it happened. And so yes. what what are your thoughts with that? So my thoughts is it it screams 9-11 to me um, because we had a lot of questions about 9-11 all of a sudden now we have this brand new enemy we've got to go fight them we've got to start a war you know so my concern with everything that's happening is there are real living human souls that are being harmed i don't care if they are black green yellow blue i don't care where they live whether they're north or south it does not matter to me these are human beings that are being murdered raped, pillaged, children that are, I'm sure, are involved, even though, yeah. you know, they're using some videos that have been proven to be falsified. Um, but real war is against our class of people, not the mm -hmm. elites, yeah. not Joe Biden, not the criminals that run the world. Mm -hmm. You know, they use war to depopulate our level of people, not their level of people. Um, they want to create these 15 minute cities to get us all in one place so that they have even more control. And I feel like this war in Israel is, yes, we, we pray for the people of Israel. I absolutely believe that, but we also use discernment and we look at this, um, in, in the aspect that are they starting world war three by doing this? Are they mm -hmm. dragging America into another war to fight? Because we've already Who's militarized they? Who's they? Hamas? I No, I would not say Hamas. I would say the elite. Who Who's running the world? Mm -hmm. WEF? Klaus Schwab? Uh, the Rothschilds? I don't know. Whoever these people are that we don't really know who they are, but we know that there are people out there that are using their money and their resources and their influence to cause things to happen economically and, yeah. um, you know, in all kinds of ways, socially, in all kinds of aspects, um, in every country. So are they using this as another way to kind of deconstruct the United States of America from within? Because well, now, oh. now we're going to to be placed in the middle east we're going to be fighting in ukraine mm -hmm. taiwan is getting ready to blow up yeah um putin has already come out and said that the de-dollarization of the world it's it's happening mm -hmm. like currently right now he came out and he's talking about how they want to back everything up with the one and i just think that 
maybe it would behoove us to not believe everything that we're fed. Just like with COVID, mm -hmm. you have to use some level of discernment and yeah. decide for yourself. So do you think America should uh, be there? No, I don't. Okay. I think, I think not right now, not at this point. Are you going to tell me that Gaza and Hamas is really putting up? First of all, Israel and the United States came up with Hamas. They're the ones that created Hamas. So are you going to tell me that this small little group of people needs two nations, superior nations, to defeat them? I just feel like it is another avenue for them to start another war, to funnel more money. Look how much mm -hmm. money we've given Ukraine already. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to do it in Israel. Like, so how tell me, how do you think that um, is uh, the United States and Israel created Hamas? What does that mean? So they actually created Hamas as a way to fight uh, the original Palestinians. So they were coming up against Israel and they were just kind of causing is it's kind of like a thorn in Israel's side, right? So then they come up with this terrorist organization, which that is what Hamas is. It's not the true Palestinian people. Mm -hmm. um, so they create this, the CIA, I'm telling you, these three letter organizations need to burn in a very Southern region. That's very hot. Um, <laughs> but they, so they create this third party thinking that this terrorist organization would then fight the Palestinians. So the Palestinians weren't fighting Israel. Okay. So it's like triangulation. Are you familiar with narcissism at all? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it hits a little close to home. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I look at it like the Palestinian people, like Israel came back to their land in 1948. Right. right. Um, God. That being the key. That being their the key. land. Their land. It's Israel's land. land. Yes. yes. They came back to it in 1948. Um, this is biblical. This is pro prophetic. Right. And they came in. And the, ever since they came in, every single country surrounding them. And people have to understand that Israel is as small as New Jersey. It's tiny. And yeah. every single country around them has been wanting to attack them and get them out because they hate the Jews. They just cannot stand the Jews and they do not want Israel having their land. Um, but if we go back biblically with Abraham, right, and his wife, Sarah, and God's promise to Abraham, he will give him a son, right? And he will, you know, be, you know, spread his seed as as many as there are stars and sand. Right. But then, but then where that came in is because Abraham's first son, because Sarah said to sleep with the maid because she wasn't trusting in God. Um, right. the woman messed it up, right. <laughs> the woman messed it up, got him astray. <laughs> um, and so anyway, that's where you have the split with Ishmael and Isaac. Right? right. And so Ishmael went off and they created um, the the what's the Muslim. And yes. then Isaac, you know, is the Christian um, part of it. So with Jesus and and so then everybody was pressuring Israel to give Palestine, uh, Palestinians um, some a piece of land. 
They didn't want to do it, but they did at the at the pressuring of the United States. Uh, the United States was a big part of it and said, give us no, give them a piece of land. You can give it to them on the Gaza Strip. And so when they did that, they start like there's Israel cannot go into Gaza, but Gaza can come over into Israel and go to their holy sites. But the Israelis don't have access to that. So, number one, that's not fair. Right. Um, but they gave that to them. Well, the terrorist organization of Hamas has really taken over that. And they came in and by land, air and sea and slaughtered civilians, slaughtered, yes. raped, pillaged, kidnapped. And so I think do you so are you saying that Israel and the U.S. allowed Hamas to come in and do that to their citizens so that they could start a war? I 100 percent believe that. Really? I 100 percent believe that. Yeah. Okay. I think that governments are evil and corrupt mm -hmm. and they don't care about their nation's citizens. Um, they care about agendas. And I think each one of these people have an agenda to fulfill. Yeah. Um, and I think the easiest way to do that is to start another war. Mm hmm. Well, and, and you have to understand, I, I can see that in a way. Um, although I don't agree with that uh, perspective, but I can see your perspective because you this is coming at a time where Biden has the lowest approval rating. Everybody yes. knows that he's just done and yeah. Netanyahu was having issues in his country as well. So the two of them coming together saying we're going to fight evil on all forces does seem fishy. It does. It does seem fishy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to you got to like you said, have discernment and actually like, look at it, look at it, like try to be street smart for a little bit and say, Hey, if you were coming at a time where you're going to be up for reelection and your country is completely divided. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I can it's see where that it's a possibility right now. But for me, I look at it biblically. And so I look at it as how everything that's happened for the last three years is like really teed this up, you know, yeah. um, and, and the division that we've caused even amongst Americans, we're divided. Israel's divided. It's the left right. versus the right type thing. And, and biblically speaking, there has to be a war that breaks out yeah. and targets Israel and nation will not, and the nations will not um, help Israel. And right. so, you know, that's where the bear from the North comes in. And then you got China from yeah. the East and, and yeah. this is how the mark of the beast is going to be ushered in and how the antichrist yeah. will rise to power because the antichrist yeah. is going to create a peace treaty, blah, blah, blah. And those Kings, they march down the Euphrates from the North. And the Euphrates River is almost totally dried up now. Right. I heard there's only a few hundred feet left of water. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know what? My son sent me um, a, a, about locust swarming uh, back in August. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. many things are happening. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, for me, it, I just really want to empower people to come 
into the will of God and do what his will is for you while you're on earth right now for such a time as this. We cannot get distracted off of the biggest the the biggest mission that we have as believers in in Yeshua is to let people know that you will find peace and you will, you know, I mean, this world is not our home. Our citizenship is in heaven. And, you know, whenever he's ready to call me home, I mean, I am ready, you know, let's go. Let's let's go hang up in the clouds and watch all this chaos happen. And then we'll come (laughs) down and we'll destroy them. (laughs) I like that idea. (laughs) I know my friend was like, all I'm doing now is trying to get the best crown that I can. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, I hear that. She said, you know, the the church will receive white linen robes. And I was like, okay, whatever, whatever. But I just, I mean, I'm ready to go uh, meet my father. Are you? Yeah. Do you feel like it? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, even Jesus said that when you see these things happen, yeah, you know, that's your sign to know that the time is drawing near. Yes. And so I would, I'm totally on board with you, you know, uh, just like we said at the beginning of the program, step out and have courage mm-hmm. and, uh, and pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, because really wars can break out and nukes can be dropped. But bottom line is if you don't know where you're headed, when this life is over with, that's the scary part. Yeah. Cause you can die tomorrow in a car accident. That's right. You need to know where you're headed. No, I, I, you know what? That's, that's a great way to, to close out the show. Uh, at the end of the day, it's like that we have got to live as spiritual beings, having yes. a mortal experience, not Ooh, mortal beings trying to have a spiritual experience. And if you are that mortal being trying to have a spiritual experience, All you have to do is just declare that Jesus Christ is Lord and personal Savior, repent of your sins, and ask him to come into your life and submit to his will. Guys, that's that easy. We talked about, you know, courage being an action step. It's it is. It's it ha you have to have action behind the courage. And and that's the that's the way to do it. I I really appreciate your insight, Jamie. And nurse Jamie and Jamie Lee, Jamie Lee, <laughs> no jab nurse. You could find her on Instagram at no jab nurse guys. And, um, I look forward to having you on nurses out loud here in the future. Again, it was a great conversation, but this is all the time we have for today. Friends. Remember we are here on air Monday through Friday at 10 AM Eastern with a different nurse host daily. I am your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and you can find me here every Friday. But check out our new show that will be Q&A Mondays, guys. We're mixing it up a little bit. We've heard from you, and, um, and we aim to provide. So God bless. Till next time. It's time